Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewhale.com and check it out. Their price point is going to be significantly lower than it would have otherwise been if you started by asking them, will you be an ambassador for us and can we pay you the post? It's going to be significantly less money. Welcome back to Get Soft. Joining me is the king of influencer marketing, Taylor Legacy, who I cannot pronounce his last name to save my life. There's a reason that I dropped French after grade nine with probably a pity pass begging my teacher to let me get through. I'm not good with accents. I'm rambling on the intro. Welcome back to Pit Stop, Taylor. Thank you so much. Pretty for impressed me. you knew that was uh, French as well, by the way. And you, yeah, I'm pretty sure you nailed my last name right there. It's actually Canadian French too. Oh, cool. So I, I should add, like I say, you're from uh, French Canada. Oh, God, Phil over at Gorgeous is going to roast me hard for that. Yeah, and you're probably going to roast me hard for saying Canadian French. French Canadian. No, no, because Canadian French is like the dialect. It's like Louisiana English. But we're not here to talk about the French. We are here to talk about some fast fixes and free money when it comes to influencer marketing, specifically around your tweet. So let's call it the free money portion of, of the show. And you shared your strategy on Twitter back on June 4th, if anyone's looking for it. So sending it out, no strings attached. And I commented, I disagree with this. Give clear instructions and what type of content you're looking for. If they're professional, they know the relationship depends on how many sales to drive, build relationships. But at the end of the day, it's a biz. And I couldn't fit all of this into 240 characters or 280, however many there are now. But I really meant it from the angle of, viewing influencers as a channel the same way that you would your email automations the same way that you would your sms or facebook paid ads or snapchat ads as a specific channel and in the last episode we talked about so much more that you get from your influencers and it's true i saw it while running my business that the best posts were organic where somebody would say it show a picture of the dog and say hey my dog loves these I can see the difference. And they would just talk about the benefits of why they really liked it, which gets into another point of the UGC is you're getting that copy of actual people, actual users of your product and how they like it. So let's jump into this. We're talking a little bit about it for giving those clear instructions. Yeah, yeah. And like we had alluded to, it's so hard to get on the same page over Twitter. So I'm glad we're able to jump on here and and provide each other with some clarity of what we meant. And so the main thing here is when you say, hey, we recommend starting relationships by gifting your product to influencers, no strings attached. People immediately think, wait, red flag, what do I get in return? They're immediately thinking, what's my ROI on that though? If we have no expectation of them to post, we have no expectation of them to create content. What is the value for me? Well, we're just not communicating. We have that expectation. But in the back of our minds, we have that expectation completely. We have seen this time and time lend itself to the greatest ROI that there is possible within influencer marketing. Again, at the cogs of your product, sending out 100, 30 unique influencers post two to three times and getting 60 to 90 unique assets. So basically, after doing that process, there's a time and place, just to speak to our Twitter thread here real quick, our Twitter exchange, there's a time and place to actually contract influencers give clear instructions for what type of content is working and what type of content you're looking for. They're professionally, like you're saying, they know the relationship depends on how many sales they drive. 100% 
but we just do not want to start there. So basically after three months of seeding, if you've done like reaching out to 500 per month, you've gifted it out to a minimum of 20% of those people. So 20% of 1500 people, 300 influencers. From that, we see 30% of people actually end up posting. So let's just call it 33%, 100 people posting two to three times, 200 to 300 assets have been posted organically and then also repurposed into paid media once you fall for usage rights. Happy to give that to anybody in the audience as well if they want that. Our follow-up flow for usage rights, that's a key ingredient of this. You need to make sure you do that. You just don't want to get in trouble there. So once you've seen what content has worked best from these creators, these influencers, organically as well in paid media, that's where we actually go back and assess out of these 100 influencers what content did perform best, which creators generated that content. We go back and actually contractualize the top five, top 10 influencers at that point, where, by the way, since you started the relationship in the right way, they've proven to be a genuine, authentic influencer of yours because they posted of their own free will. You didn't contract or pay them previously. Their price point is going to be significantly lower than it would have otherwise been if you started by asking them, will you be an ambassador for us and can we pay you to post? It's going to be significantly less money. At that point, we give a creative brief offering clear instructions based on what has worked organically and as well in paid media for the content that we want them to actually create for us based on what has driven the most sales at that point. And it goes back to what we were saying was you just can't explain everything in even 10 tweets. There's just not enough space. And we were approaching it from different angles where I thought you have your influencers who you know you're working with, love your product, and maybe you want their help with a product launch. So you say, hey, we're going to give you the sneak preview of these products. Would you like to help us with the launch if you want? This is our new product. These are what differentiates around it. This is what we've got going on. This is our, our Father's Day promo, etc. And you can automate a lot of that. Just say, hey, we're doing this. And either making it pay to play, saying, hey, if you have someone who you're, you're waitlisting with, etc. And having that, that relationship with. So I was thinking of more for specific campaigns or with, with one purpose to have that big campaign going strong. 100%. Exactly right. And at that point, and then you just consistently do this, right? I wouldn't recommend stopping mm -hmm. seeding at that three month mark and just like working with these five to 10 creators that, you know, prove to be the cream of the crop. Consistently seed every single month, consistently identify new creators that are authentic and genuine lovers and become brand ambassadors without you even paying them. And then consistently identify out of that batch of people that became those brand adopters naturally and organically and end up posting about you guys who were the best, which content performed best organically as well and paid and continue to contractualize people and onboard people as ambassadors of your brand every month. So by month three, it's five to 10. By month six, it's 10 to 20. By a year, you have 20 to 40 influencers that have proven to be top performing influencers for your team. That's incredibly powerful. And then at that point, you're contractualizing them to month to month work organically posting and providing your team with content that has obviously crushed it for you guys within your paid media efforts, as well as across other distribution channels. So you're just consistently building out this community of influencers that's generating massive results for your brand. Last thing to wrap it up on is when you say seeding every month, how can you keep seeding your influencers if you don't have new products or what's a great way to keep in touch? with the influencers when you don't have anything necessarily new or different to send them and you don't want to send them more of the same thing that they that you've already sent or if it's jewelry you don't want to overstock them with too much and and you know it'll go to waste or or something yeah great question if there's just like a one product skew brand you don't necessarily need to continue to seed people 
the same because each month I'm saying you want to identify new influencers and see new influencers. And then after several months, you go back and assess who's working best. At that point, you just go back to them and contractualize them with payment. Again, you started the relationship in the right way. You just don't want to start in a transactional way. You want to start in a very relational way and build and start the foundations there. But at the end of the day, when you revisit conversations and ask for more content, actually contractualize them, that's flattering at that point. You definitely want them to feel like they deserve payment, which they do. They really do. A lot of our process and strategy is built around trying to cut costs as much as possible through this method and strategy. But once you've identified who is actually worth the investment, I would go and contractualize these people, which all this to say, you don't need to seed them an additional product if you just have one product to get that point. Those people that you're revisiting conversations with because you want to build a longer term relationship with them, just payment is what you give them at that point, which is completely fine, normal, and recommended on my end. And I think that's a great point to wrap up on is the money's always in the follow-up. If you have a solid group of even a dozen influencers who you know are driving sales, make them a part of your family, make them a part of your, your team as content creators and influencers with a channel. So let's wrap it up there. Taylor, I know people can find you on Twitter at Taylor Legacy, T-A-Y-L-O-R-L-A-G-A-C-E. If you found this podcast from Taylor sharing it out and you're shit following him, but not me, make sure you unfollow Taylor and smash the follow button. For <laughs> it's mutually exclusive. What? Oh, we, we both played sports. You're not a competitor. Like, how am I supposed oh, to get, my, get more followers than you if I don't tear you down while building myself up? Some I, I just thought we were on the same team here, man. That's, that's where I was confused. <laughs> we are. I, just, I try to be as obnoxious as possible in the, uh, the calls to action to, to see if anyone ever picks no, up. No, that was that. good. That was good. I appreciated it. Anyway, don't unfollow Taylor. Follow both of us. Just maybe mute him and make, make mine, mine more important. Steel switched to OmniSend and immediately saw a lift in revenue. They started automating their welcome series, card abandonment series, and their post-purchase messaging. Just like Baking Steel is the perfect upgrade for your kitchen, OmniSend is the perfect upgrade for your Shopify store's marketing automation. 70,000 customers from home and kitchen brands to consumables and everything in between trust OmniSend. If you're not using a marketing automation platform that connects directly with Shopify, what are you waiting for? Don't leave revenue on the table this BFCM. Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to triplewhale.com and sign up today.